Hour number two of Canuck Central. It's Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. We're in the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. This weekend, Aura Natural Health Market is Langley's new locally owned health food store. Meet Yannick Hansen this Sunday between 12 and 2 p.m. at Aura's grand opening, giveaways, live music samples, and face painting, plus much more. Plus Yannick Hansen. So you can check out that this weekend at Aura Natural Health Market in Langley. Still a lot to get to today, including a Canucks pregame show. They've got the Oilers coming up tonight. I'll have a better look at the roster and much more to come in a little bit. But it's time for overrated or underrated here on a Wednesday. You know the game now. Overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. Got producers Josh Elliott-Wolf and Ben Bassron with us today. All right. We got the topics from the listeners. Josh, what do we got? Uh, the first one, Corbin. Overrated or underrated, the outcome of this season and being an actual playoff team are just squeaking in. So, I mean, being an actual playoff team would be very underrated for this team. Yes. How they get in, I think, is, is I mean, is it overrated? I think for this year, yes, because like we just like we talked about before, like I don't think the ceiling of this team is cup contender. No. So I don't, I don't see the difference between... I mean, yes, there's a difference, but I don't think there's matters as much between being say the 16th best team and the 10th best team if you're not like a top 8 team you know what I mean or top 6 team where you need to be to like truly win right so it's like it's going to be very hard for them to be a top 3 team in the Pacific you know like they, they should be a yes. wild card team yes it depends I mean listen things are not going to go smoothly for everybody no and maybe it's Vancouver, right? Hey, like, who knows, right? Yeah, we're just a couple seasons removed from Vegas, like, completely missing the playoffs because they had so many injuries. Yeah, and not only that, things just don't fall together as well sometimes. It's not as easy to take that next step. And I, and I do see some flaws with teams. But, yes, it's more likely that you're a um, wild, wild card, card team. team. I would say it's overrated how you make the playoffs this year, ultimately. Unless I'm completely wrong about their ceiling and they can win a Stanley Cup, then by that point, then I'm wrong. But I'd say overrated how you make it, underrated making it. Well... I mean, there's always just, especially for this group that, you know, still outside of the playoff bubble does have some playoff inexperience. So just getting in would be tremendously valuable for them, no matter how they do it. Next one from Keyshawn, bringing back Ethan Bear, overrated or underrated? Well, we heard from uh, Elliot Friedman's. 32 thoughts that was actually only 20 thoughts because he's slacking already two weeks in and he's just like doesn't even have a full 32 unbelievable <laughs> come on Elliot um, but he mentioned in there that uh, Ethan Bear is likely not to make a decision on where he's going to play or anything like that until Christmas time or around yeah, there that's kind of what it, what it looks what it aligns up to be and he's in no rush because uh, as we've talked about on the show the insurance is paying him out yep for a little while so he doesn't have any urgency to make any sort of move he's working out in Kelowna and getting ready for the season I think a lot for the Canucks a lot depends on whether or not they're able to find some sort of solution next to Quinn Hughes whether that's Carson Soucy or somebody else I, to me it could be underrated to bring Ethan Bear back and at least have him be Quinn Hughes's most common partner for the second half of the season 
I think it would be just like making a trade deadline acquisition. Even if you have guys who are healthy, you always look at getting depth players, right? And I don't think Vancouver's in a spot where they should be, you know, spending assets to get depth players at the deadline. Just sign Ethan there. UFA at the end of the season, then you regroup, right? And it's like, okay, did he play well enough? Do you have space to have him here long term? And if not, then whatever, you don't lose anything. And he's an addition that gives you at least some added depth. I'm all for signing Ethan Bear. And I'm, I'm not I'm not even like a big Ethan Bear fan in that sense. But given the Canucks' current predicament, like you mentioned, I, I would say until you solve a long term, you shouldn't close the door at all especially on a free agent that you know can play top four minutes when needed which he showed like you mentioned so i'd say he's an underrated addition to for any team really yeah because you that guy the deadline well how many right shots are you finding yeah right like teams that are contenders tend not to trade those guys even teams that aren't contenders tend not to trade them unless they are pending unrestricted free agents because they know how difficult they are to replace yeah so that's the thing with right shot D and why they are so valuable. It could be a big reason why bringing back Ethan Bear would be underrated for the Vancouver Canucks. Next one from Hassan Aturatu's NHL upside overrated or underrated. I feel like it's being underrated by a lot of people right now. Um, you know, this was a player when he was 16 was starting to be projected as a number one overall pick been a tough couple of years for him he's had some development things happening the pace is going to be something that he continues to need to work on but i see a really smart hockey player so is he a guy that's going to be a superstar on a team not necessarily but i think he can still very much develop into being a pretty valuable piece of a team if he can be like his ceiling, his absolute ceiling is a second line two-way center yeah that's like if everything breaks, which Guy I think who penalty kills quite a bit right. and doesn't score a ton, but scores enough. So if you think that's an underrated ceiling, then I would say underrated. Because if you're thinking underrated in terms of you could be a first line center or something. If he was a late second round pick, you'd be like in a vacuum. You'd take that every day of the week from a guy who was drafted late in the second round. For sure. I think that's kind of the ceiling. It's probably, um, so I'd say somewhat underrated, but I don't want to say underrated and, and make it seem like he can be a first line, you know, top yeah. line type of player, because I think that's overstating it. All right, next one has been the debate of the day again. Oh. Austin and Langley retiring Roberto Luongo's number. Overrated or underrated? Man, this was, uh, I knew this was this conversation was going to come up at some point this year. It was bound to happen. I saw the discourse on Twitter about it again, or X, whatever we're calling it. Um, you don't have to correct yourself on Twitter. <laughs> it is still technically Twitter.com. You know, it takes you there. If you type in Twitter.com, guess where it takes you? Um, like the X who won't let go. Retiring Luongo's number is... I think it's overrated. Like, I'm not really a Jersey retirement guy. I've never really have been. It's probably the soccer fan in me that, you know, I love guys that wear number 10 because generally the number 10 is the best player on your team. That's just how soccer works. Yes, I'm and with you. You can never really retire it because it's an honor to wear that jersey. If a team is going to give you the number 10, it's because they view you as the best player yeah. on the team, at least the best offensive player on the team. So uh, because I've grown up as a soccer fan, I would say retiring jerseys in the overall is just an overrated concept to me. I completely agree. I don't like overrating jerseys at all. At yeah. all. Like I, I like I think it's overrated. Like retiring jerseys, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I would say, though, 
on merit, Luongo should have his number retired in Vancouver on merit because of the precedent that was set here. Now, the issue is when the precedent was set where it was set by Vancouver, you were, you can't retire every number. Yeah. At some point, you got to cross the line. And when you set the bar so low, you're going to have to cross the line somewhere where it doesn't where you can't make a good argument for why you're crossing the line outside yeah. of saying we got to cross it we got to create a line at some point at some point we got to say no we got to say the standard has to be higher than what we've had so far and yes this guy is the only hall of famer outside of Burray and well the Sedins like he's a hall of famer like those three guys he deserves to be there yeah right and they're not wrong but you can't retire every number Vancouver's set a standard that's lower than other teams with who they've retired over the years. Yeah. And they all made sense because of who they were and what they meant to the organization at the time. But how many... I mean, they haven't won a... Sta- they've been to the Stanley Cup three times. they won no Stanley Cup so far. Yeah. And how many numbers are retired? Too many. Yeah, that's the thing. So... Uh, and I, But I do think in terms of look and aesthetics, the Ring of Honor looks a lot cooler than having a jersey retired. Like... It doesn't matter as much in terms of, I know the honor is greater to have your number yeah. retired, but I think it's a cooler look in the ring of honor than a jersey hanging from the rafters. I disagree on that. Jersey looks way cooler. They just condition. Love the, uh, yeah, it's got to be a jersey. Retired. It's for sure the jersey looks it looks cooler. I'm all about the... Like you, so, you have a few guys full. You have okay, the guys in like... In the rafters, though, it's just hanging there. The yeah, most... It looks like, like laundry hanging from the ceiling. Oh, my, oh my goodness. goodness. Come on. Like, what are we doing here? What? Hanging what jerseys. What, what is this? What a Stanley Cup banner would look like to you? What, like a beach towel hanging on the... Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, it's just a banner. It's like, it looks like a man cave. Oh, no. I look at that Team Canada 2010 banner, and it makes me smile every time I see it. Create something, oh. like, cool, something bigger, something with, with... Like, I mean, this was, like, when our imagination wasn't that high, right? Yeah. Like, this is, like, when did they start retiring, creating banners? Because they couldn't create things we can create nowadays. Like, we're still being beholden to technology from 1905 or whatever it is. Well, of course they hung banners. They can do anything but hang banners. At least they just avoid... Create some art. At least they just avoid the whole number seven thing, uh, which was that always was ridiculous. Bad. That was um, Okay, so what I would say about this is, in the context of the Vancouver Canucks, as Sat mentioned, Roberto Luongo's number would be retired yes. based on what he yes. meant to the team and his accomplishments in the game overall. Because of Kirk McLean, though, Maybe the most ideal situation that plays out for the club, especially, is you have this Ring of Honor night for Roberto Luongo, and then maybe down the line you retire both Luongo and Kirk McLean. You have another night to retire the number one. Luongo was like, you don't have to retire McLean to justify retiring the one. No, you don't. Luongo was. Head and shoulders, but you're retiring the number. Yeah, sure, but I don't. I don't even. But think that number to. is Luongo's. But it was McLean's before Luongo. Yeah, yeah but, but, but McLean there's, there's, wasn't. There's I, levels to this. I loved Kirk McLean. I still love Kirk McLean. He but was, it's also no. what Kirk means to. I still a big part of the alumni and still a big part of the community. All those things. Yeah, sure. That's why he's in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> it's um, nice. The Ring of Honor is nice. What I will say is. I don't know if a team should retire someone's number if that player is better known for being on another team, if that makes sense. Like, I think Lomongo views himself as a Panther. I right. People around the league view him as a Panther. So I don't think necessarily. Personally, I remember Luongo as an Islander. You know, that was <laughs> that's that's truly his best years. That's where he was drafted. Yeah, that's where he was drafted. Until they saw Mikey DiPietro. No, Rick, Rick DiPietro, Mikey. Rick DiPietro yeah. said, ooh. We can get this uh, you know, guy. We're gonna go with this guy. That's the move. 
Uh, next one from Basketball Phil. <laughs> Milwaukee's chances of winning a championship after today's trade, overrated or underrated? When they first made the trade, I would have said underrated. Since I've heard Dame Dalla's latest uh, album drop saying farewell to Portland, I'm going to say overrated. Total, uh, no, not for me. Wait, Dame Dalla, no, I'm out. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the overrated train. I would say, is, is the reason Dame was so against not going to except uh, everything did he already have a song ready that had Miami in it <laughs> I think so and then like he wanted to release that and then he was really mad he couldn't release that because yeah, he got traded to the just a different potential. city starting with an M yeah, yeah. we were talking to the people show like imagine just really wanting to go to South Beach yeah and you end up in Wisconsin and you end up in Milwaukee Look, if they you won a want, championship. It, they're playing with Giannis. I mean, but that's what I mean. If, if his thing is I want to win, mm-hmm. then you don't care if you're going to Miami or Milwaukee because you're you're going to have a chance to win. Yeah. Okay. So overrated, underrated. Moving from Portland to Milwaukee, keep basketball out of it. Basketball team doesn't matter. I, I've never been to Milwaukee. I've been to Portland. I like Portland. Portland's a fun city, but Portland's like a. It's not like a, this. It's not a magnificent city. I've been to Portland's Portland recently, overrated. and uh, it's tough yeah. right now. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it has some tough parts. So I'm like, I, you know, when people talk about Portland, Milwaukee, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't. I've heard great things about Milwaukee. Really, like, ball players that have been to Milwaukee, they love it. But I think it was like. They kind of love it going in and then like going out. Real Three days quick. later, we're yeah. on the plane out. But I don't know. They're also had, there, not in the winter, like right. Dame would be. <laughs> that is that is also true. Yeah, you get to travel half the time, and I mean, you get to play overrated. next to Giannis. Uh, you're you're you got a real good chance of winning a title. Milwaukee ain't so bad. Their chances, I mean, it's still going to be right there with Boston and West- Miami, I would guess. I think Milwaukee's the favorite, though, in my eyes, to they, win in, in the East. Yeah, win in the East. They make this big move. I don't know. Boston's still pretty good. But no, I, I probably would pick. I would, I'd say Giannis and Dame now together. Yeah. I'd say I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So their chances are underrated. Yes. All right. Next one from Mike. Grilled cheese. Overrated or underrated? Big fan. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated, I'd say. Just a simple, great A good sandwich. grilled cheese at the right time. Quick snack. You put, uh, you spread some mayonnaise on the outside of the bread, fry it up real quick. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise. Yeah. Hmm. I, oh, trust that's, me, that's I, not. It's that's good. It is good. Trust it. me on this one. On the outside of the bread, so when you put it on the pan, mm-hmm. it crusts it up. Oh, it, oh yeah, you gotta do it on the outside. hundred oh, percent. Not on the inside. The cheese Dude. goes on the inside. Mayonnaise yeah. on the outside 100%. of the bread with the like yeah. the side of the bread that you are frying. And it is, uh, it just gives it the perfect crunch. Yeah, perfect it, it's texture. actually it's actually more efficient than butter, yeah. believe dip, it or not. Dip in ketchup or no ketchup? No, I'm, oh, I'm huge no. ketchup. No. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, ketchup less. Big ketchup guy. Oh, okay. Oh, big ketchup. Yeah, For no, sure. I, I'm big. more of a tomato soup. I'm with you. If you have tomato soup, I'm down with tomato soup. Otherwise, okay, yeah. No, but like, are That's you making effort. the tomato soup on top of the grilled cheese? Like, come on. I mean, yeah, because yeah, it's so easy. It's, uh, I just that boil it. Get a can of tomato soup, pour it, boil it. <laughs> by the time by the time you get your pan hot, the tomato soup's gonna be soup's gonna be ready. No, if you're gonna make tomato soup, you gotta make it proper. You gotta buy the tomatoes, you know, you gotta uh, roast yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Do you make you the bread too them. when you make a grilled cheese sandwich? You gotta make the bread the way fresh. I bread. might. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? I've made, like, uh, made Greek yogurt pitas, you know. <laughs> Uh, that are healthier and have higher protein content than whatever you buy at the store. 
Corey the Carpenter French Toast Grilled Cheese. Can't Never. say I've tried it. That's no, too much. I'm very interested. That's too much for me. I'm That's... not a big French toast guy in general. I don't think you know what you are if you have that. Like, it's just like, I'm not sure what that is. Here's what I will say. Sometimes people go over the top on a grilled cheese. Like, I think simple is better when we're talking so, like, about yeah. cheese. What are you talking about? Just using the craft processed cheese or? Like white bread. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm going basic. Oh, you mean with, with some, sometimes sometimes people actually they'll put some meat in, right? Like I'm fine cut. with meat. Meat is fine. Yeah, but yeah. it's like when you're using like crazy breads or whatever, and like, like sourdough. Yeah, <laughs> what's nothing well, wrong with that? It's great. That, that sounds good. It sounds it's delicious. Not for me, Josh. Wow, just like I'm a simple guy. This is my original. When you can drink. elevate your grilled cheese, it's. I mean, you should do it. I mean, if it's not at too much of a sort of like. <laughs> Time killer. Josh's but. Josh's uh, version of elevating is going from. I thought he was going to say like putting like five different cheeses inside well, your that grilled too. cheese. That too. Like okay, well that, that might be excessive because then you're going out and buying five different cheeses just to make a grilled cheese. What is what is the best cheese for inside of a grilled cheese? I've I'm a big marble guy. I like the, the marble. Marble's cheese. good. See Marble what I'm cheddar. saying? Like simple is better. Simple is better. I, I would say simple is better. But for you, your ver- like for you, elevating is going from house brand mac and cheese to KD mac and cheese. But if you're Come gonna on. go with I'm the KD tomato soup, you gotta get like some proper cheese too. You gotta get a little provolone, maybe some mozzarella. Then you got a nice grilled cheese. Next question <laughs> is uh, or not a question. Overrated. Hey, the Ryder Cup is in Italy this week, so we're getting a little next level oh, with the no. Italian jargon on the show. Uh, this. From Chef Swagger and Hassan, I guess. So this one from Chef Swagger. Putting your golf clubs in storage in September and also from Hassan, October golf. Overrated or underrated? Big, like October golf, underrated. Is it cheaper? It should be. Yes. Off-season prices. Yeah. Does that kick in in October, though? I'm not sure. I think it's after Thanksgiving. Yeah, something like Uh, that. Maybe. Okay. So, look, I mean, the weather is still decent enough. If it's... If you're getting a sunny day where it's even 12 to 15 degrees like that's totally fine you know why, why would why would that be so difficult to golf in that weather just club up you I, know if it's a little colder club up that's it i yeah i'd say i'd say golfing as long as it's like above eight degrees you're fine yeah like yeah. even nine ten degrees you're fine you just gotta wear you know you have pants on toss wear, on a q-zip yeah, yeah. you're good and you, you're walking and moving you'll be okay this have some all, gloves you have this gloves is all over this is this is like josh like la- like two weeks ago josh like no clubs are in storage i'm done yeah like, I'm done for the year. Like, Josh. Did anybody know he was this much of a fair weather golfer? Nice. Like, I had no idea. I knew. I had no idea. Like, once we hit No, you're not, late though, September. because, like, April, in April we were golfing, and it was, like, two degrees when we would start in the morning, and you were out there with us. That's so, I'll get the itch in April, but by the end of the season, I'm like, I'm good. Okay. I've, I've golfed all I wanted to golf. You're golfed out? I'm good. You're good. It's fair enough. Ben's <laughs> played in all sorts of climates. Yeah, I mean, this is a full year situation. Yeah. Ben's I just, like, the golf so clubs serious. don't like, like golf clubs not, don't go into storage. Exactly. I'm not investing in like monsoon pants and uh, you know some kind of like golf boot to wear during the winter so that I can golf in the mud. Butchoy has these like thick winter gloves you're <laughs> supposed to like golf with, but they keep your hands warm. Man, see, I I won't put my golf clubs in storage because like the storage in my building's been broken into so many times. Yeah, mine has like, like multiple areas, like multiple lockers, and the one mine is in is the smallest one. So there have been break-ins in lockers, but never mind. Yeah, that's what like, sketches me out about like keeping it. them in the trunk. Is like okay, like you just park. Don't keep it. anything in your 
trunk. like, yeah, I don't want to keep my clubs in my trunk. No, don't like, keep things yeah. in your trunk. Don't like certain things you can keep in storage. You got to be careful though, depending on what you have. I mean, like, I still I live in a you know a new building and everything, but people break in. It's crazy how people find ways to break into buildings nowadays. Got to be careful. I had a break in uh, last week. Somebody stole yeah. my mail. Yeah, it's terrible. Darn. Yeah, that person had two Michigan in. jerseys. They They're took your tickets gone. to the Ryder Cup this week. Yeah, they were in there. I know. I've actually uh, played the Ryder Cup course on a simulator. It's very difficult. Yeah. The Marco Simone. I'm sure it is. It's very difficult. Uh, I thought it was easy. <laughs> Bo with the comment here. Coldest temperature to go swimming in. Overrated or underrated swimming in cold water? <sighs> swimming. I, uh, wait, I don't get it. Is the question what temperature I'm, the water is? We'll or what get temperature to that. I'm saying, yes. Like what temperature, do you, no, what temperature does it have to be outside? So is it like a comfortable swim or are we just doing like a... Is this and for a, fitness a quick purposes? No, not fitness purposes. This Cold is water therapy. Like, actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take a swim. Like I don't swim unless it's like at least like 23 degrees. That's what I was gonna say. At least like 20, like two twos. Underrated two twos. though. Like taking a dip in an ice bath. It feels I'm a, good. I'm a big fan. It's not bad. You know what? It's all about breathing. The yeah. biggest thing you do when you go into cold, like you, like you don't breathe. Just if you breathe through it, it's it's not good, but it's better. It's easier. It is difficult, but it is. I don't know. Getting out of the ice bath feels incredible. Isn't it such a hassle, though? Like, you got to put the ice in and yeah. fill it up with water, and then you're just waiting around. It's tough. And what do you do with it afterwards? <laughs> I don't know. I think you just leave it. For, like, four minutes of, like, pain? Although, like, uh, ice bath and then jumping into a sauna. Also very cool. Isn't that the Finnish way of doing things? Yes. Next I'm one. I'm part Finnish. <laughs> Italian what? Finn. No, I just, you just make it. Uh, Ancestry.com told me. It's not true, actually. It's not? No. no. This, <laughs> this is from Justin and East Van. Renting out an entire restaurant for a date. Overrated. Are you proposing? It's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Are you proposing? Well, I mean, like... If you're proposing, then I could see how this would work. But isn't that kind of, like, weird? You go to a restaurant, and like, nobody's there but you two? <laughs> That's my thing. Right? It's like... <laughs> it's like, what, this nice restaurant? It's like, nobody's here? Yeah. Just Partner us? walks in, like... What the hell's going is on? Where is everybody? Is <laughs> yeah. going to feel like... Are we in a zombie movie? <laughs> That's my thing. It's like, even if, like, I get the idea of it is good. You get the whole place to yourself. It's like, you're, you're flexing for sure. But also, like, it's going to be quiet in yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to be really quiet. Real awkward. You got to have somebody playing a piano. You're going to yeah. hear them chewing. You're going to hear, like, the restaurant staff The waiter is going to be like overly uh, aggressive coming up to you and checking on you Every because he's got nothing thing. else to do. Yeah. You guys heard that this is what Taylor Swift did on Sunday. Oh, is it? Is, is this what she did? Okay. okay. I Taylor like, Swift, I think you kind of That's why to. I brought it up. Yeah. It's like she, they drove away in their little car and apparently she, they went to the restaurant and she said, I'll pay for everybody's food, but everyone's going to leave right now. And so she paid for everyone's meals. Yeah. And apparently this is what I've like been hearing and seeing on the internet is bought everyone's meals and they had the restaurant to themselves. So, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey could have the restaurant to themselves. Exactly. Like, for them, it's a bit different, though, because, like, they're, they're probably, gonna, like... They, they're going to get mocked. Yeah, and they they probably don't have any privacy, so all they can do is get privacy. Like, yeah. for me, like I, I think it'd be awkward. It'd be very awkward. You gotta, like, talk quietly, because everyone yeah. can hear you. Like, you're reverberating real. Dude. <laughs> like, have you, did you see the ratings for that trash Kansas City Chiefs and Chicago Bears game? It was the most watched football game on Sunday. It's like, yeah. why? Oh, because of Taylor Swift. Kelsey jersey sales up 400%. It's nuts. And it, the, the great thing is when they break up, they'll buy more Kelsey jerseys <laughs> just to put them on, set them on oh, fire. He, no, Swifties are going to just absolutely crush Kelsey. Yeah. I, I'm Honestly, any Taylor Swift music released from here on out, 
kind of interested in hearing <laughs> just to sure. hear about what well and i'm gonna have to anyway because my fiance is like very into taylor swift she's right a big now. swifty but uh well, now you, I'm more interested. You know, it was also the most, like, not the most listened to sports podcast, the Kelsey Brothers. Yeah. And now it is one on the charts every single day. Not even in sports, too, just in, like, yeah, general. In general. Yeah. Just in general. Because yeah. now they got, they've married sports fans with just Swifty, Swifties, and uh, everybody wants to. What's this guy like? They're yeah. like concerned parents researching. <laughs> My fiance was like, oh, I don't know if I don't know if he's right for her. I'm like, <laughs> he's so invested. It doesn't matter. But you know what? I will say this. You know how we make fun of this? Like, oh, this is so stupid. It's like we follow sports teams. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between following sports teams and like following artists? Yeah. There's really no difference. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't, no, I don't falter for I don't, that. But I'm saying sometimes we just like laugh at these. Well, like, yeah, hey, look yeah. at these. Losers. I found myself like making fun of like how they want to know every single nuance of like an artist's life or something. Yes. And then I'm like, yeah, I've looked up what, what people eat pregame meals and like yeah. every little mm-hmm. instinct or like whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. It's uh, very true. It is true. <laughs> look at these Swifties following everything about her life. Did you hear about this guy on the Juventus Primavera squad? You know, he's like 19. He looks unreal. <laughs> hey, have you seen Petey's workout regimen in the off season? <laughs> I'm watching like hour and a half good, good videos on YouTube. Like, what am I doing? Those are the best. They are. They're in a lot of fun. Uh, all right. It's uh, Dan Richo, Satyar Shah. You are listening to Canuck Central. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Vancouver sports fans. Halford and Bruff in the morning. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.